Welcome to another edition of Matt Sporthouse. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. Uh, I've got some breaking news, so I'm going to go ahead and hop right into it. Magic Johnson has resigned as the Los Angeles Lakers president over basketball operations. Magic, I think he had fun with this, but I think he realized that while the business aspects of sports and putting together teams and whatnot is fun, he likes to be more so on the big brother slash mentoring role type of thing. Like, for example, whenever Ben Simmons wanted to ask him some questions and pick his brain, when he was tied with the Lakers and obviously Ben Simmons plays for the 76ers, he can't really do this. It's kind of like a conflict of interest. Like, why are you helping somebody else whenever you're supposed to be helping our team? So Magic likes to do stuff like that. Also, for example, Dwayne Wade's last game, he wanted to be there for him, but he can't do that. So he likes to be on that side of the sporting world, more so the big brother slash mentor versus, I think, to be like president over basketball operations. At one point in time, this is what he really wanted to do. But I think he's kind of moving forward. Uh, he has been asked by Serena Williams to be on her advisory board, and he has accepted that opportunity. So he will continue. So he will like begin that, and he's going to continue. He's already the owner of the base professional baseball team in LA, the LA Dodgers. Uh, he has some Starbucks, Burger Kings, and TGI Fridays that he owns. So Magic has a lot going on. I think it's like kind of an example. I've heard somebody say they use the example of. Just try it out in life. Go ahead, try something out. If you don't like it, you know that wasn't for you. That's what Magic did with the Lakers. He also has a really great relationship with the owner, Jenny Buss, and I don't think he wanted to fracture that in this business. In this business, a lot of times decisions you make, you end up maybe business partners become less of friends. And he didn't really want to mess with that friendship. So he's decided to move on from it, and we wish them the best of luck. Also, as you know, yesterday, depending on when you're listening to it, yesterday for me, was uh, Monday, April 8th, uh, 2019. Obviously, that was this year. Anyway, it was the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Virginia, the Virginia Cavaliers were facing the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Virginia Cavaliers took the win 85-77. to 77. Their high point man was DeAndre Hunter, who had 27 points, 9 rebounds. He wears number 12. And 1 assist and 1 steal. They finished the season with overall 35-3 and secured their first men's basketball championship in school history. This is really exciting for the people in Charlottesville, Virginia, and Cavalier fans all across the country. Because every year they have been, I mean, the media kind of like, I'm not going to say forgotten about Virginia, but it was like, yeah, they're a great team and all, but they're going to lose. We have pretty much given up hope on them. And so, as a matter of fact, last season, they were beaten by the 16th seed. And at the beginning of this tournament, actually, so we're not going to act like this road hadn't been bumpy. They were down double digits in their first or second game in Columbia. So, we all thought it was going to be another year, just like the Columbia-South Carolina Regional, by the way. So, we all thought it was going to be another year where Virginia didn't overachieve or didn't even live up to the expectations. But they got it done. And so it's nice to see the ACC wins another men's basketball uh, championship. And uh, the Virginia Cavaliers celebrate for them, celebrate with them. Also in sports, the NBA playoffs begin Saturday. I know everybody's excited about that because at this point with the NBA, I feel like a lot of people feel like this. It's like you don't really, really care. They say ratings are going down. You don't really care to the playoffs because of all these super teams. As a matter of fact, most people think the Warriors are going to win the championship anyway, and I don't think you can find too many people who actually disagree with that. Uh, you might have people that think other teams have a chance, but for the most part, everybody's saying that the Warriors win the championship. But anyway, the West has already been decided. All the teams that will be participating in the playoffs from the West, you have the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers. The Jazz, the Thunder, the Spurs, and the Clippers. Those will be the eight teams that will represent the West. 
in the playoffs. And in the East, the teams that secured their spots are the Bucks, the Raptors, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Pacers, the Nets, and the Magic. One little interesting nugget about the Pacers, huge shout-out to these guys because their star player, Victor Oladipo, pretty sure he tore his ACL. So he's been out for the season. And for them, as a matter of fact, he made a track called Connected with uh, PNB Rock. I'm pretty sure that's actually a good song. But that's besides the point. Those teams will be representing the East and uh, the one, the A seed actually, which is the last seed, the last team in, is currently being fought out by the Pistons, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Heat. And I know you wonder why I emphasize Charlotte as somewhat of the home team since we don't have a team in South Carolina. It's nice to see the Hornets getting into the playoffs because for a while there, the Hornets have been, or the Bobcats, it depends on how you remember them. They've been kind of like that team. It's like, oh, like you pretty much go to, it seems like in South Carolina, you go to the Hornets game to watch your favorite player from another team come. So the fact that they're in the playoffs, that's really big news for the Carolinas. You know, I don't know. I think more people, like, because like I said, I feel like everybody knows that the, the Warriors going to the championship, but... It's interesting to see who will make it to the Western Conference to play against them. Uh, my pick is probably going to be the Rockets again. Uh, they, they did lose Trevor Reason for a while there. The Rockets were looking really shaky. And where James Harden had to kind of carry the team on his back uh, while Chris Paul and Capella were all injured. But now that they're back, I think the Rockets are probably the best bet of any team to knock off the Warriors. Um, also, but with the Eastern Conference, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's wide open, but it's a very interesting playoff picture. The Bucks definitely are number one right now in the East. Uh, the Raptors have a chance, I feel like, to beat them. The 76ers, I don't think the 76ers will get past the Celtics. I feel like they will eventually at some point end up meeting. And the 76ers have rarely ever beat the Celtics, if not at all. So, I don't know. I feel like that, that pickup by Jimmy Butler for the 76ers was big. Hopefully, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, all those guys get together and make this Eastern Conference Finals, uh, not Eastern Conference Finals, but the Eastern Conference playoffs very uh must watch the raptors they're gonna get their all for this one as all teams will but i'll be interesting to see depending on how far they make it if that impacts Kawhi leonard's decision because as you know Kawhi leonard is a free agent after this season you know they desperately want him back in toronto because you know he's Kawhi leonard so he's a great player at one point he won the mvp in the finals uh, i think he was just labeled voted by the players as being the best defensive player. And that's always great to have one of your best players as a defensive player because it's like he's putting effort on the defense end of the floor, which is not common. Also, so we're looking forward to the NBA playoffs beginning Saturday. And the NBA playoffs last a long time. As a matter of fact, I want to talk about this for a second. People don't understand LeBron James rarely, like he's missing the playoffs this year. But and they actually shut him down early this season as the old Lakers, but that's a different subject. But the but with the LeBron situation, this man has been playing in playoffs, which is pretty much like two, because he goes to the finals pretty much every year. He's been playing like pretty much two months after the regular season every year for a long time here now. So it's actually, and especially with him getting a lot older, it's good for him. Obviously, the Lakers want to be in the playoffs for him to rest up and get prepared for next season, give his body a break for once. Being able to, you know, whenever you're sitting back and watching, it always adds some fuel to the fire because, you know, he believes that, he should, that this team is good enough, barring injuries, to participate in it. But it'll be good for his body to rest a little bit and maybe next year come back rejuvenated a little bit, ready to go. Also, Zion Williamson is debating going playing in the, on Team USA in the Olympics, you know, whenever they play in different countries. I think it'll be a really good thing for him to do so. 
simply because it gets them adjusted to that NBA speed. And uh, also really uh, some really great coaching. I don't know who's going to be. I think it's Greg Popovich to be the coach. So it will be great for him to uh, get into some of that NBA coach, although he has had a good coach of being uh, Mike Kozeski or whatever his name is at Duke. Also in college football, college football slash the NFL, Nick Saban kind of bashed Ronnie Harrison, who was a safety for the Crimson Tide last season. Some people consider it bashing. I kind of get where he's coming from. It's kind of a delicate subject. So, okay, let me give you some background. Ronnie Harrison was a four-star recruit coming out, as most of Alabama recruits are. He was a two-year starter at the University of Alabama. He he earned all SEC honors as a junior in 2017. And he kind of surprised a lot of guys that he, a lot of like analysts and NFL draft analysts, with the fact that he jumped to the NFL. But he was picked in the third round by the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars to team up with Jalen Ramsey. And he started eight games as a rookie. But pretty much what Nick Saban was saying was, he should have stayed an extra year where he would have been the number one player taking it from his position because, okay, so Harrison signed a, con- a four-year contract, received a signing bonus around $800,000, and his regular season salary is $480,000 a year. And obviously by normal people's money, that's huge money. But in the NFL, a first-round pick at that very same safety position uh, gets around $7 million each uh, guaranteed money. So what Nick Saban was saying is like if you had just stayed back in school and came out one year later, you would have made more money in the NFL, like are off the bat as far as guaranteed money and initially. But with that being said, you never really know his family situation. Maybe they were depending on him to make it to the league, like a lot of times happens with these guys. And I don't know if this is his exact situation, but I know it happens a lot of time in the NFL. Their, their family depend on him to make it out. Like, maybe they've been living, not his family, because I'm not going to be, like, critical on somebody's family in particular. Maybe somebody's family been living, like, in poverty, and they've just been, because I've actually heard this several times. They're living in poverty. They're waiting on you to make it out. They need this money to pay bills and stuff. They don't have another year for them to sit there at Alabama and play for free or whatever school that person's at. They need him to, to make it so that their a mother can finally start struggling or whatever the situation their family's been going through. So when Nick said that, it kind of turned some people the wrong way. I get where he's coming from because he's saying if you could just hold off one more year, you'll get more money in the long run, at least in that initial contract. But it's kind of slippery slope. You can't really judge him for either way that he goes. I'll tell you what, though. um, What's his Harrison did not, Ronnie Harrison did not take this too well. He told, he tweeted out that, it makes you question if Nick Saban really has your best interest at heart, something along those lines. And I thought that was interesting because most of the time guys like to come back for their spring game, you know, at their form, at their alma mater, depending on if they graduate or not. They like to come back and sit on the sideline. But after you called out Nick Saban like that on Twitter, I don't think you're going to have that same sideline pass. But I will give Nick Saban somewhat of credit. He he didn't mention the guy's name. He said, I'm not going to say any names. We had a third-round pick, although Ronnie Harrison was the only guy that was drafted in the third round. So it was kind of obvious. But I get where Nick's coming from. I definitely get where Ronnie's coming from. Kind of goes back to that whole expression, talk about what you know, not what you think. Eh, you probably didn't have to comment on that, but... It is what it is. So that's all I got this week on uh, Matt Sporthouse. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, any ideas for the next episode, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, name my handle is at Matt the Chosen One. That's three T's, Matt the A-G, yeah, Chosen Number One. Uh, thanks for listening to another edition and tune in next week. All right, thank you.